Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. King David is the one who said, Lord, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, And that's in the 51st Psalm. Uh, I wrote in Signpost, or some version of it, uh, it is the Holy Spirit dwelling within that makes all the difference. And then I quote from uh, Thomas Kempis uh, in The Imitation of Christ, which I think sort of perfectly kind of uh, reveals the, the, the Holy Spirit and how it affects everything. Uh, in uh, affects, not infects, writes that God's grace, and these are the attributes of God, really. God's grace is the mistress of truth, the teacher of discipline, the enforcer of hearts, the comforter of the afflicted, and the refuge of the sorrowing. God's grace banishes sadness, expels fear, nurtures devotion, and breeds tears. Without God's grace, I am but a piece of dry wood, a useless log, fit only to be set aside. And the reason I I talked about the Holy Spirit and then related that to what Thomas Kempis is saying about uh, God's grace is we can't experience God's grace without the Holy Spirit being with us. We'll reject it. But actually, the avenue into our heart, uh, God's grace, uh, is to implant the Holy Spirit within so Hmm. that the heart is unified because it had been split into an Eden. It's unified again. Here's the problem. It's individual. In other words, every individual has to invite the hmm. Holy Spirit in, in order for it to come in. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to shift the gear of the conversation just slightly. That's all absolutely true and wonderful. I love that perspective. And um, I'm going to just share my my experience with this psalm. Uh, I love Psalm 40. I memorized it so many years ago. I can't even remember when I first memorized it, maybe as a teenager. But because of that memorization, because that internalization of it, um, it's been Must be the Holy used. Spirit and God's well, grace. That's, yeah, that's right. That, that's exactly that's that's true, right? You yeah, got it. it's like that that indwelling word, uh, that indwelling Spirit. But on a practical level, it's been very useful when either I or someone who has come to me is feeling like they're stuck in that miry bog for one reason or another. Sometimes it's depression or whatever. They'll sit in my office and they'll say, pastor, I'm just stuck. I'm depressed. I'm so sad or, or whatever. And I'll, and when I pray for them, I'll literally just pray Psalm 40. Say, Lord, will you incline your ear and hear the cry of your, of your daughter here? Who's, who's just spoken this. Will you lift her out of the miry bog, set her feet upon a rock, the rock of your salvation and put a new song in her mouth. 
and and that um, tends to be very meaningful for people because it's so pictorial. I love the psalmist just using these images. It's like being plucked out of a mud pit, putting your feet on solid ground, and then not just that, but putting a new song in your mouth, like having a whole new joy after being saved. And I pray it over myself. I pray it over people. And I'm just grateful for Psalm 40 because it's been not just internalized, but um, useful in prayer over the years.